I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Front Row Network podcast. This is another edition of our Beyond the Mouse, the Disney-themed podcast for our uh, channel and for our network. And uh, you all had such a great response to us about our Disney Foods episode and our special series about booking a trip to Walt Disney World that we decided to keep this thing going and uh, to continue to drop these bonus episodes throughout the summer, uh, talking about planning and getting ready to go to the most magical place on earth so it's wait disneyland's the happiest place on earth right and well, disney world disney world is the most magical place i believe on that's earth. correct yes and my name is craig with me as always the wonderful <laughs> brett rutherford How hi i'm brett <laughs> glad to be here we're still speaking we're still on speaking <laughs> terms even though you totally played me during that entire bracket you did I did I did I, I do I know enough about that sort of thing to even know that I was doing that for you? I just found it ironic considering. That do you hang out at some pool halls too and just hustle people? Well, that's for money? Tuesday. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Vanessa Ferguson, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good. So uh, we, like I said, just a great response to the Disney food episode. And so we had said last time, maybe we'd just do some general tips and tricks about booking at Disney World. And that that is a very wide topic, right? So when we all sat down to start thinking about our own lists, I think that we all had something maybe a little different in mind. So there might not be as much continuity uh, in what our tips and tricks are, but I think it's some really great, good, basic level stuff on here. And then in the future, we'll do even uh, more additional episodes as we go. But I wanted to throw out a disclaimer before we started to just say that there is no one way to do Disney, right? Um, I posted it on Facebook today, just asking people for what their one piece of advice would be. And we'll go through a couple of those at the end. But Everybody is so different. One of the pieces of advice was to arrive late, and I know we're going to talk later about the strategies that we all have as well, Um, but no one, if anyone tells you this is the exact way to visit Walt Disney World, they're lying to you. There's so many ways to enjoy yourself, and that's the biggest part of it, is to just go and have fun, Uh, and maybe the planning stuff isn't for you. I still think that there is something to doing Disney and just winging it and just enjoying the time that you have there, even though I would argue put in a couple of minutes, a couple of hours before your trip to plan things out, and I think you're going to have a just much more enjoyable time. But let's get right into it. So we've broken this down into some five rounds, and we're just going to go around the table. Uh, each of us have uh, a tip to do in each round. These aren't in any particular order. I did try to group them together based off of what they might, what might go with one another, but at the same time, I just want to talk about some of our tips and tricks for going to Walt Disney World. So we're going to start off with Brett in round one. What is your first tip about planning a trip or going to Walt Disney World? Well, my first topic is guidebooks and research. Now, you can you can go to Walt Disney World um, and, and wing it, but... I think possibly you're setting yourself up for at least a little bit of disappointment throughout the day and possibly a lot of disappointment. So what I would suggest, if you haven't gone to a Disney park before, um, you can check the official website 
Of course, there's other websites, but if you go to the Walt Disney World official website, and my suggestion is both um, at the website and then also some of the guidebooks that I'll be talking about, is to kind of take a look at the individual attractions, kind of read the description and see if it's something that interests you or your family. And kind of make a list of that, check that off or highlight that. And then um, when you go through, and you can also look at restaurants, but if you mainly, if you start off with um, the attractions and then you can move on to other things, you can do that for all of the parks. So you kind of have just a general idea of, hmm, that looks interesting. And then um, there are other websites too, and just really Google Walt Disney World or tips and you can do that. Or of course, listen uh, to our podcasts because we will keep you well informed as well. There's so, some great YouTube channels out there too. Yeah, There's so yeah. many resources so many things, for you to but, look at. But it can be as I it can be overwhelming. So we're trying to make this simple for you. So if you just go to the Walt Disney World website and check uh, check out the attractions listing and read those. Um, the other thing that you can do um, is uh, there are some guidebooks. Um, Burnbaum's Walt Disney World, uh, the official guide is the official guide. Um, I had the opportunity, well, shall we, yeah, I had the opportunity to, to meet Steve Burnbaum um, when I worked at Walt Disney World, and he was very kind to Winnie the Pooh. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Anyway, uh, let's we, see. Anna and I just bought that book. And, I mean, we've been to Disney a bunch, and um, we wanted to get the 2018 edition uh, just to read through, particularly for the section on bringing children to mm-hmm. Walt Disney World because we're doing that for the first time. So ah. uh, we got it on Amazon. I want to say it was 12 or $15. Mm-hmm. I mean, really inexpensive and has a ton of resources. It also has a bunch of coupons in the back, not necessarily ones that we might use, but if you're into couponing, there's a lot of things at Disney Springs or Mm -hmm. other places around the park, too. Speaking of traveling with children, uh, I have friends that have used Passporters Walt Disney World, um, and they they were uh, parents with children who would uh, uh, travel to Disney, and the best part about that is that it had tips for guests with children, uh, children's, excuse me, with kids, um, and it included height requirements. It also cool. had some uh, some possible itineraries. Um, so anyway, so that's, uh, oh yeah, let me look at my little list here. Yeah. The other thing is, when you're planning, it is, if you are a person who likes to plan, well, you're going to have a good time getting ready for Walt Disney World. But the other thing is, um, if you just have kind of even a cursory knowledge of the things that you want to do, um, when you get there, you, if you've made kind of like a list and uh, done that, um, the other thing is, if, you, if something looks fun, just do it. I always tell that uh, to the people I make suggestions and actually, I've made actual itineraries for people go here, go here, go here, go here, go here. And it saves them a lot of time. They like it. Oh, and the other thing is take me. I'm a great guide. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I saw that. Take me. <laughs> so, I saw that on that uh, Facebook post that I did today. Somebody was saying, well, I just need to bring one of you to, to be a guide. Hello. And you volunteered Hello. right away, yes. Brett. So yes. you're all set to go. <laughs> Um, but let's go on to my tip, and it, it, a lot of it is in conjunction with exactly what you said, going into research. We mentioned this on the Disney Food uh, episode, but there is a great app that Disney put out called My Disney Experience. And My Disney Experience is almost like your passport.
resort to Disney World. It has all the information you could ever want on there, including wait times for the attractions that update in real time. Uh, you can reserve your dining from that app. You can look at your fast passes. You can even check into your hotel through the app. There are maps on this app. So my suggestion to you is not to wait till you're in the parks to download this. Download this now. Download this if you're considering a trip to Disney World because then you can get uh, used to the My Disney Experience app and the people that know how to use that application or to um, be able to find information through that app which is very easy to do, but the people that uh, already have it, already know what to do with it, are kind of at an advantage from other people that might be walking into the front gates and going, oh, where are we going now? Like, which direction do we need to go or whatever? And it's kind of fun, too. I think you'll find uh, that after you get home from your Disney World trip, you're going to be looking at the wait times. I occasionally want to know how long, um, you know, especially occasionally (laughs) want to know how uh, crowded... uh, uh, Space Mountain is or whatever, especially mm-hmm. on those uh, big summer days. I always get interested to see how many people are in the park. So you can check that in real time anywhere in the world. Uh, so My Disney Experience, you will log in with the same account information that you, sign, you set up on the Walt Disney World website. Again, just a wonderful tool that they've come out with, and it links directly to your Magic Band. For those of you that don't know, uh, Magic Band is something that comes for free to you if you're staying on property with Disney, or you could purchase one if you're just staying off property and coming into the parks. I think they start at about $12 and go up to... I I saw that there's like... um, What's that fancy? Dooney and Burke has like a $50 Magic Band or something like that, a special edition one. But it's cool. Uh, The the Magic Bands then connect with your My Disney Experience. They have all of your uh, credit card information in there, so you can make purchases based off of that. You can um, also book any of your dining, use your Fast Passes all through that app and the Magic Band. So I'd say just go to the App Store or to Google Play and download it right now Mm -hmm. and just have some fun with it. Check out the app. It's a really cool uh, thing to have. And you had said, too, that you'll check the wait times after (laughs) your visit. What I did uh, in preparation for my visit was on the days I knew that I was going to be in the park or whichever park I was in, I would kind of try to find a comparable day so I could see what those rides were like. So... Um, you know, it, it, like one I was really like hoping to get was frozen and I didn't know how long the wait time was going to be. So I, I just kept checking on days that were similar to the days of my visit so I could see how long I would have to wait and what I would have to prepare for. So something else, another way to idea. use that app. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, good tip right there. Um, so moving on from my Disney experience, let's talk about your first suggestion. You had mentioned this briefly on the food episode, but go more into detail. Well, so basically, if there are things that you know you're going to need and maybe you can't pack them into your carry-on, I always say groceries is the big thing for me because I want some fresh produce. I, I, I want... Um, maybe some meat delivered to my room. You can definitely do that ahead of time. You can um, go to a website um, such as Garden Grocer. Um, they actually give you a discount if you order early enough in advance. Um, it's very simple. You just pick what you want on the website, and then you pay for it, get that discount, and then they will deliver it to your um, resort when you arrive. Um, and then the... the um, the front desk people actually, you can have them bring it up to your room. They will refrigerate it for you while you're waiting. So let's say you want to go off to a park 
um, before going to your resort, you definitely can do that. Rest assured that your groceries will be refrigerated. Same thing goes for um, products maybe you want to order from Amazon. Um, now, there is some specific information you have to put on your package. Uh, for example, your reservation number, um, where you're staying, your name. But you can have things delivered from Amazon to your resort, and they will keep it for you. Um, I think it's even two weeks out from your stay. They'll hold on to those items for you. So if you have wipes, or maybe you have diapers, or or maybe maybe even a stroller. Maybe you want to order a cheap stroller to have to um, to avoid the stroller fees in the parks. You can order a cheap stroller and have it sent right to your room, and and it'll. Will We'll all be there waiting for you. Yeah, and they uh, all of them have great mail service pickup as well. So at the end of your stay, if you needed to ship a larger item back, that's probably cheaper at this point than putting it on an airline. So uh, you have those options as well. Amazon Prime, getting us things in two days. If you did forget something, you can easily prime something directly to, and actually in the Orlando area, uh, unlike here in day. Springfield, they may have the same day services <laughs> yeah. as well. So, uh, so yeah, definitely that's a wonderful uh, option, and it's a great money and cost-saving option that you have, but also it's just a convenience option if you have larger bulk items that you need to bring with you. So wonderful tip. Uh, so. That's our first round. We made it through. Let's go Yay. into Yay. the second <laughs> round. Uh, and I'm starting out the second round. Again, this is something that I briefly mentioned on the food episode, but I wanted to get into it a bit more here. And that's that you can start booking your dining 180 days out. And why in the world would you want to pick where you're going to be eating uh, six months from now? Well, let me tell you why. One, the reservations are so easy to cancel. Uh, so when I when I booked out, I'm at day 107 before we're there. Not that I'm counting down. We'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit later, I think. But um, when I was at 180 days out, I booked all the dining. And then now I'm starting to really make plans and uh, go back and change or modify some of those reservations or cancel them all together. Um, because, but what I did was I went ahead and, and decided that these are the restaurants that I might want to go to. So I'm going to go ahead and get the reservations now for those uh, restaurants. And it's an easy way to start to begin that process of planning your vacation and to really know what parks you might want to be in on what given day or, or what's available to you. Maybe you got that uh, illustrious uh, Be Our Guest or uh, another reservation that's really tough to get so you know you're going to be in Magic Kingdom that day or, or whatever the case may be. But I really enjoy that you can start that vacation planning process six months out like that because to yes. me that's when the vacation starts and maybe you know mm-hmm. we might be weird we are weird. <laughs> we are definitely weird what it's called disnoids <laughs> but you know at the same time i just think back to when i start booking reservations and booking dining to me that's not stressful that's just saying it feels like I'm there. Like I remember the sights and sounds, or if it's a brand new place, I get really excited about booking homecoming or wherever we're going for the very first time. So I would suggest go on the My Disney Experience app, go on the Disney World website, and book your reservations. Now, how early, how early is the most possible early that you can book them? Um, the online reservations open at 180 days out at 6 a.m. Eastern time. That means for us here in the middle of the country at 5 a.m. 
you can go ahead and book your uh, dining. The phone lines at Disney World don't open until 7 a.m. Eastern Time. So at 6 a.m., then that's when you can actually call someone if you want a cast member to walk you through the reservations. Um, and that is important for things like if you want to dine at Cinderella's Royal Table, sometimes it's just easier for their system to just call in right at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and get through and be able to uh, talk to them directly about booking that kind of a dining experience. But just book whatever you want. You don't really pay for anything in advance, with the exception of Cinderella's Royal Table, because they know it's so popular. But every other dining experience you have until 24 hours before the actual reservation to cancel with no fee at all. So uh, I just say book what you want and really get that planning experience right away. On the My Disney Experience app, again, you can also see all the menus and all the prices for every uh, meal that you might want to go into. And we did talk about the Disney Dining Plan already in the last episode, so I'd refer you back to the food episode for our discussion at the end about the Disney Dining Plan. But, um, yeah, so... That's I'm saying just reserve some stuff. Right, I'm hungry Brett? again. <laughs> I know. And if you can't get that uh, that dining reservation that you really want, don't feel bad. There are people like Craig who are hoarding them, mm-hmm. and they're going to release them eventually. So just keep checking. Even if you um, join, join some of the Disney groups, I see it all the time. They'll post on there saying, hey, guys, I'm about to release uh, mm-hmm. my reservation for Be Our Guest. It's going up in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, just know that if you keep checking, Checking back there is a good chance that you might be able to find that reservation you want. And that's how we did uh, Be Our Guest the first time. You know, that was back when Be Our Guest had been open for less than a year, and it was absolutely impossible to get into that restaurant. Uh, I checked on a Sunday morning before church, like two weeks before we went, and there it was. So I grabbed it. So, you know, um, just check back uh, frequently, and don't let anything about not being able to reserve something, and we'll talk about this in our Fast Pass episode as well, but don't let that spoil your vacation. You know, mm-hmm. there are so many great places to visit. And I understand that this might be a once in a lifetime trip for some people. But I think once you go the first time, you'll <laughs> say, I need to get back here. And so yes. hopefully it won't ultimately be that once in a lifetime. And you'll, you'll get another opportunity at it. And there's so many cool things to do uh, outside of that one reservation that you might have missed out on. So mm-hmm. um, let's move on to Brett and oh, your countdown calendar. Okay, now this is just really simple. And yes, I am a single adult over 21. And yet I will... Uh, Sorry. And yet I will do my countdown. Um, I do a month... And, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Photoshop, so I do this little thing. But I'm sure that there's even... I don't know. Are there apps? Well, anyway, make a creative calendar. A creative countdown calendar. Oh, yeah, there's apps for that. Okay. I have my countdown app because I'm not Photoshop friendly. Okay. Well, I just, Um, and you know, every morning, I mean, I see that calendar. It counts down from 30. I count from 30. 30 to Walt Disney World Vacation or Disneyland Vacation or D23 Expo. Clink. Anyway, so. uh, (laughs) And it's, it's very cathartic to take my marker and cross off each day as it goes along. And especially when you get, you know, when you're six months out, you know, time will, it'll, it'll get here. But when you get to 30 days, oh my gosh. And then someday you'll forget about it. And then you have to cross out more and it's, and before you know it, you're there. It's the best 
thing. I love my countdown calendar. I love when you do it because you post it on Facebook. I do, as you yes. know, and it, I, I, I love that you have a, I love that you have a physical, uh, physical calendar yes. like, that you cross off, and I do. you ought to just throw those up on Etsy, like those templates or something. You <laughs> get some people to, to pick them up, including me, because oh, I, I don't know how to use the, the Photoshop. So, yeah. but, uh, but no, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's great idea to again get yourself excited for that vacation. Mm-hmm. You got anything to add with the? Oh, I'll just vouch for Brett because he turned me on to this, and I. I actually gave myself a little like um, workout goal because I knew I would be taking so many steps in the parks that I, I gave myself, oh, I have to reach this number of miles before I go to the parks. So I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. My legs, I don't have really? that first day leg exactly. shock. So I loved it. And I, I'm so <laughs> thankful you turned that on Yay. to me. So it was great. That's awesome. So, Vanessa, talk to us about some mobile ordering. Yeah, so I mentioned this, I think, maybe in the last podcast, but um, I just, it's such a great new feature in the um, the Disney app that I am so shocked that more people are not taking advantage of it. So, last time I was at Disney was in uh, February. No, March. And there were... Two weeks um, ago. No, just kidding. Yeah, like two weeks ago. You know how it is. <laughs> um, and I couldn't believe this line on Casey's Corner. It, it was uh, from the counter all the way out the door, all the way around the corner. For what? Hot dogs, people? I mean, I love yeah. Casey's Corner, but we're talking hot dogs here. And all I had to do was just go onto the app. I even did it before I walked over there, put in my order, and I panicked a little because I thought maybe this is the line for the mobile ordering app. It wasn't. It was the regular line. I cut ahead of them, went inside, and they're like, oh, Vanessa, is that you? Yeah, that's me. Oh, my God. Here you go. So I've got to pass all of these people. I mean, it was probably like at least 30 people that were waiting in line. So if you know what you want to order, and it could be really any um, quick service at, in the park, that's what I would recommend uh, checking out. Um, just order it, even if you're across the park and you still have to walk there, because once you get there, you'll just little bing, bing, bing on your app, say, I'm here, and then they'll have it out to you in just a couple minutes. It's so fast. Take advantage of this. I'm really excited to use this the next time we go, and it's one of those things with my Disney experience that if you know and you familiarize yourself a little bit with the app before you go, it's one of the advantages that you have is that you don't have to necessarily wait in that huge line, especially if you have kids going for the first time. It's a really uh, good way to manage your time and get more out of your park days because you're not just sitting waiting in line for a hot dog or for Santuli Canteen or for any of these other Flame Tree Barbecue, all these other counter service that we uh, know and we love. So definitely a wonderful tip and it all goes back into that my disney experience app so if you haven't downloaded that now you can do that while you're listening to this podcast oh, just download do. it uh, <laughs> and see uh, what's some of the cool features that are on there so thank you for that brett have you gotten to use mobile ordering yet you haven't no, been I there haven't. yet no i haven't no it's i haven't fairly I've been, new still, it is fairly so. new and actually <clears throat> i'm speaking on behalf of the park on in the west coast disneyland they just um they just uh, started uh, mobile ordering there as well for, I believe, at least annual pass members, but I think it's now it's for everyone. So I, I can't wait to use that too. So, yeah. But back to Walt Disney World planning. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to do this where we were kind of rotating, and now I realize I put you last twice, Vanessa. So now you get to go first. We get to hear right back again from you. Okay. Um, so one of the tips that I, I always give out, because I am the type of person who will get very, very hot, I'll feel very weak in the park, especially on those hot summer days. And so my tip is to try to stay cool. And the best way that I found to do that, and there's 
there are a lot of tips. We can do this in a whole other episode. Uh, but my number one way is to get one of those fans. Now, the fans that I like, I have a necklace fan, as seen on the Tim Dracker videos. Uh, <laughs> I have one of those. Those work really well. Um, or my, probably my favorite are those little water bottle fans. Um, you don't have to buy those in the park. You can bring that in with you. I'm sure it's much more expensive in the park, but if, I'm sure they have them at, I think I bought mine at Walgreens for just a few dollars. So bring that with you or have it shipped to your resort, and I guarantee that will keep you cool. Keep in mind that, uh, yes, if you're walking around and there's a breeze blowing, it's not so bad, but when you're in some of those queues um, and you're kind of packed in together, it can get very, very warm. Uh, I was in the Lion King waiting, which is outdoors uh, before you go in, and it was incredibly hot. But I was the only one with a fan, so obviously very <laughs> popular that day. Uh, <laughs> you made a lot of friends. You're always friends. popular, Vanessa. No, no, no. But with my fan, I am. So um, definitely get one of those and stay cool in the parks. Generally, by rule, Animal Kingdom is hotter than the sun. Um, right? It's, it's just it always yeah. so hot. Is, so, uh, so you do need to make sure that you're staying cool with some kind of uh, fan or even like wet cloths or whatever that you can wrap around your neck and uh, be able to try to stay a bit cool. I, I'm saying... Brett, do you ever not wear sweaters? Do you? Uh, you're no, it's always like my uniform. It is yeah. my uniform. I'm like going. It's you know, call me the new Mister Rogers. <laughs> I have. I just. I just. I'm sorry. I just found out that I have. I don't know. 18, 12, 16, something like that. Sweaters. Mm-hmm. That's a wow. lot. Yeah, they're cotton. They're like. They're like really lightweight. Oh, they're lightweight. The touch so, of the oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, but that's a Shut wonderful idea to. America. <laughs> that's a wonderful idea to even ship some of that stuff to your resort beforehand, like a water bottle or a fan or whatever. Another thing with weather, just so you know, I mean, kind of, I'm rather heat tolerant, having lived in Central Florida for a number of years. And anyway, um, the other thing is the air conditioning is extremely cold. Um, in the in in the indoor attractions and just if you in the just any place that is indoors in shopping or restaurants, and then outside is so hot. So I kind of consider it the freeze and thaw. You know, like you freeze when you're inside, and then you go out and you thaw, and then you get a little warm, and then you can use your misters. But if you but I kind of time it so I freeze and thaw. You know, I mm-hmm. don't need a mister. I you know. It's time. I feel yeah, a little absolutely. warm. It's time to go into you know some place and freeze, and then come back out. As again, freeze and thaw. That's what I do. And perhaps one of the best <laughs> tips or strategies for making sure it's not too hot is your next tip, Brett. Look at that segue. Oh yes! Wow, a segue. Segue. It's like uh, it's like I planned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, this is very serious. My biggest tip ever is arrive early. Whatever park you're going to, I have I, it's just the best time of day. The energy is palpable. You are experiencing, well actually if you're waiting for the park to open, there is this anticipation that you're feeling and everyone around you. It's it's the best time because the day is filled with possibilities and I will cry. But anyway, <laughs> it's and so it the it, you're you're well rested, you got up early, you've had some little bit of breakfast perhaps, or you've just gone to the parks be one of the first people there. Okay, and what can you gain from going first thing in the morning? Well, 
Um, there are opening entertainments. There's a really big one at the Magic Kingdom. Let the magic begin, uh, which is at the castle now. It used the the opening uh, entertainment used to be in front of the train station. Now I have seen that one live, which I love. Um, but I have not seen the castle show. But anyway, so it's a way to get on Main Street. Those of you that are big fans of the Starbucks can go there and get your Starbucks even before the park is opened. Because it's there have been times when the park when I've been in parks, Disney parks, where they are open and the and that you can already ride attractions and people are yes waiting in line for their Starbucks, which makes me kind of crazy. But anyway, <laughs> this way you can get there while Main Street is open before the attractions have opened and you can get your Starbucks. Okay. Can I, since you're talking about coffee, can I put in a word for Joffrey's? Like the Joffrey's coffee that they have in your resort in your hotel. To me, it's. I this might be sacrilegious. Maybe it's because it's magical coffee beans because they're Disney's coffee. But to me, it's better than Starbucks. So just use the coffee that's in your resort, and then uh, you can avoid some of those huge long lines. And save your twenty dollars. Yeah, you spend it on something else. Did I cut you off too, Vanessa? Well, I, I just want to say, if you go to Starbucks when the attractions are open, Brett will know. He, he, he will frown upon that, and he will come find you and talk you. will to hear you. my disapproving nod. Anyway, though, no, 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 please, whatever you It'll need to do. It'll be like if you fine. walked by with a turkey leg. Oh! Oh, yes! Oh, New topic. So good. Um, but yes, there are other other um, entertainments in some of the other parks. I think it changes from time to time. I've, I've been to the opening at the Animal Kingdom when they have a really spectacular opening with, the, with um, your favorite Walt Disney World characters. Um, I've been at the Hollywood Studios when they've done some openings there. Um, I think it changes from time to time, but Mm -hmm. at the very least, there's going to be a wonderful opening announcement, and you get to walk carefully and do not run to your first attraction for the day. It's the best. It's my best tip because... Okay, so you've... Okay, the magic. It's a wonderful moment. Practically, um, I will go there and I will, you know, if, whenever the park opens, I can get pretty much all the major attractions done, major attractions done, easily in two hours because you're not waiting in lines mm-hmm. with a bazillion people. And well, that's not even with fast passes. And that's, no, that is just walking on. That is just walking on, which kind of brings you to extra magic hours. Um, there's kind of, there are, are uh, various sort of thoughts on that. Um, some people go to the extra magic hour, which, if I may describe that extra magic hours or emh are extended theme park hours available to disney resort guests and some non-disney owned hotels which uh now so it's the official resorts it's the dolphin and the swan i'm sure it's four seasons and now recently they've added the official hotels of uh well, it's the neighboring hotels in the Lake Buena Vista area next to Disney Springs. They, There's a Marriott um, now. Yeah, and they have, a they've added others. those. Um, so let's see. Um, and on certain days of the week, guests can enter the park one hour uh, earlier or stay in the park up to two hours. Now that brings you to, I, I know some people who have you know gone very late in the day and spend the extra hours, and then there's absolutely no one on the line. Yeah. So you can. So that's what someone I think mentioned. Um, yeah. And so the tip Facebook. that came in on one of my Facebook posts, actually, I think it was like the first one, was to sleep in and then go late. But my thing is, I can't. I 
Um, You're at Walt Disney World. Oh my god! Right, like, like I'm too excited to do I know, that. I like, could never do I that. I couldn't imagine just lounging around the resort. Uh, yeah, maybe you me. know, if it's a longer trip, maybe one day. Yeah, doing that. maybe. But, but still, like I need to be there, and I don't know. I was I was lost in your wonderful vocal intonations. Uh, but did you actually use the word rope drop at all? The ro- the words rope drop. I so did that not. Is use, what? Let me magically tonationally say that rope drop. Look at that! Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the uh, rope drop is the term that you'll hear about, and that's because literally uh, when you're walking through the gates, uh, sometimes there will be cast members that are holding a rope mm-hmm. in front of you and kind of herding people back uh, to a certain attraction, and then they will drop that rope, and then uh, you can uh, can go across it. So that's why if you've always heard that term rope drop and have no idea what it means, that's what it means. Be there at rope drop. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the best ways to do that or one of the best ways to be right there on, on rope drop is my next tip, and that's stay on property. We've done it both ways. Uh, we had a wonderful experience to be able to go with a bunch of friends and stay uh, in the Davenport, Florida area, which isn't too far from Disney. Uh, but at the same time, it uh, that ride-in is kind of rough. Um, you have to either rent a car or maybe take an Uber or something. Uh, and I understand that you might save some money on the hotel rooms, although I'm not 100% certain that you're going to uh, based on the types of resorts that you want to stay at. But the nice part about being on Disney property, uh, it has so many additional benefits to you. Brettery mentioned the extra magic hours. so And he uh, had talked about how you're, there's two schools of thought. Do you actually go to those extra magic hour parks in the morning or do you go to uh, a different park because maybe all the resort guests are flocking to the one? I think it's kind of a toss-up, whatever you want to do there. But there's also, you can book your fast passes uh, uh, 60 days out instead of 30 days out, which we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, And then my biggest thing is the Disney transportation. If you are in that Disney bubble, you might as well stay with... Disney transportation. They've got, uh, you know, of course, they've got the ferry boats. They have the monorail, which is iconic for Disney parks. They have uh, the bus service, which takes you just about anywhere you need to go. And if you're going somewhere, for whatever reason, you're going from resort to resort, now they have the off- the availability of the minivans, which are uh, vans that are run through Lyft, uh, just like Uber. Lyft is the rival company, right? And it's $25, and they'll take up to six people anywhere on property. Um, so if you think about that, that's a really quick way. If, if you are having a rough night at the end of the night trying to get back home or get back to your resort, you can take that minivan service now. That's an option for you. Or you could use Uber or Lyft, uh, just a regular Uber or Lyft. But I always say just take the Disney transportation all the time. Uh, and that's the benefit of staying on property. And there are no better themed resorts than Disney resorts. So mm-hmm. uh, we we could talk for hours about the benefits of every single uh, resort you could stay at. But that's my option Next to time. you. Next time, no. <laughs> that's my option to you, or my biggest, one of my biggest tips to you, stay on property. I, I get that you might spend a couple extra dollars. They are well spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other advantage that just popped in my head, Magical Express. 
uh, Magical Express. If you're flying into MCO, the Orlando International Airport, so not Sanford, but if you're flying into Orlando International Airport, uh, Magical Express will pick you up at the airport in a nice charter bus. You'll get a nice Disney video on the way into uh, your resort, and they'll drive you right to your resort. Sometimes there are two or three different resorts on each bus, so you might have to wait until they unload. But that's a free service done by Disney. And one of the other cool things is you put on your luggage tag for your airline the um, Magical Express tag, and then it magically arrives in your room. You don't actually go to baggage claim, which uh, you know can be a frustrating experience when you're at an airport. So, uh, so many reasons to stay on property, and that's that's my tip for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody have anything to add on that? Well, just that um, the staying off property is probably going to get a little more expensive if if you want to park at the parks. Um, mm-hmm. You have to do twenty dollars. Um, and if even if you do stay on the resort, um, you know, consider taking that flying in and taking that Magical Express. Now, driving in hasn't um, isn't isn't the cheapest option really anymore with the charges for parking. So, just something to yeah. keep in mind as you're planning that out. Yeah, and you alluded to this. They did just start charging for overnight guests that have cars. So uh, at Value Resorts, it's somewhere in the area of $13. These are not accurate. I'm just pulling them from my brain. At Value Resorts, somewhere in the area of about $13 a night. At uh, Moderate Resorts, somewhere about $17 to $20 per night. And then at uh, Deluxe Resorts, I think it's up to $25 per night uh, to be able to park your car there. the trade-off being that you then get a pass that you could drive that car into any of the theme parks and not have to pay for parking unless you did the valet parking or special parking or whatever. Uh, so there is a bit of a trade-off there, but that is a brand-new fee that just was introduced within the last couple of months. Oh, I, one more thing. Um, with As far as the minivans, they're actually yeah, they're themed to mini, so they're red and white polka dot. M-I-N-N-I-E yes, vans. Minivans. Very cute. Ha ha. Very cute. So we're in round four. We're moving right along. I feel like Kermit moving right along. Uh, So (laughs) let's talk about your naps, Brett. Uh, We need to have an intervention (laughs) about this. Uh, We were going to record this earlier, and then Brett said I need to take a nap. (laughs) People who nap live longer, and you need all that energy when you go to uh, Walt Disney World. Okay. So... uh, Something that I've noticed as both a cast member and then also as a guest is mm, in the afternoon, mm, could it be, yes, 4 o'clock, there are meltdowns everywhere. They're right and left. They're everywhere in any park, a lot in the Magic Kingdom. The thing is, regardless of what time you get there, get there early. Um, with especially parents, with, with children, adults, whatever the deal is, but I've noticed this with parents with children. Now, you could just say it's the children getting angry and cranky because it's 4 o'clock and all this. No. The thing is, a Disney vacation is something that most people plan for and look forward to. A lot of times save for a very long time to go. So there's this expectation that you put on yourself when you go. So it can be entirely overwhelming. So imagine you've been in the park, well, two, three, four, six hours prior to, you know, the four o'clock and you're exhausted. So the children are cranky, but the parents are just as cranky. A way to avoid that is to go early, um, you know, and then between 10 and noon, one, 
if you're there over multiple days, it's been my experience that I go in, you know, for like two or three hours, and then I go to another park or go back to my um, resort or go to downtown Disney, something to get away from the parks and all of the crowds. And then I go back in the evening for entertainments or maybe some shorter lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a great way just to relax and you get out of the park. And also, it's when I say naps, they are like heavy sleeps. <laughs> like going, pull the curtains, um, and, and you will like you will fall asleep into a very very hard sleep because you know you've been re- doing Disney marathons, not the actual marathon, but physically it feels like this over a number of days. So it's a way to, um, and sometimes it's a way to avoid the afternoon rain when there are times that there's afternoon rains that kind or of or the has afternoon changed. heat, yeah. or the That's afternoon heat. and the crowds because and there's the a crowds. lot of people that are coming from off property or locals Mm -hmm. that don't want to go in early so they start arriving about that time and um, I think this is a good time Uh, we don't have anything in here about park hopping Um, so the park hopper option to the ticket this is where it's a benefit to me. So I do a park in the morning. I get there early at rope drop. We go back to the resort. We relax. And then we can go to a different park at night to be able to watch the fireworks show or just experience, have like almost like a two-day experience in one day. Mm-hmm. And it almost is oh, like you've good. doubled your, your experiences. So let me see how much of this I can do. So if you are uh, staying on property like you should and you've arrived early and you did the mobile ordering to get your counter service, then you can get back and you can have your nap, um, and then you can uh, do all of this because you know and mastered your guidebook and your research and your My Disney experience, and maybe when you get there to take a nap, your gr- groceries are right there too. So if you needed just another pick-me-up mm-hmm. snack before you go back, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't need your countdown calendar anymore, but you had that before you went... I think we got them all in. So, wow. oh, you know what? I forgot. Of course, you have your handy dandy water bottle with you the whole time. That's right. This has been amazing. All yes. right, let's yes. go wow, to Greg. let's go to your. I'm tip, feeling Vanessa. the mist. You know, I'm like going. I've never, I've never made that purchase, but you've got yeah. another great tip for saving steps. Uh, yes. And when you mentioned this, it was like mind blowing for me. Yeah, so this is a tip I'm really jazzed about. So um, I uh, get tired uh, after walking all day um, because I don't do what Brett suggests and go (laughs) early and leave. I try to do the whole day, and that can be really tiring on your feet. So try to find ways so that you don't have to walk as far, and this is, like, the best way to get around Magic Kingdom. The train, it literally goes around the whole park, and you can jump off in Frontierland or in Storybook Circus, and it's, it's only a seven-minute wait, and no one was up there with me. Like, there was a very small group of us. All of us fit on the train. The waits for this are very, very short, so definitely take advantage of this. Um, I think I had to get to, like, Haunted Mansion, and I was on, uh, I was by Talking Mickey on Main Street, and I, I was just like, oh, I really don't want to walk all the way over there. And I just kind of looked up to the left and, like... Like, yeah, there it was. I was like, yes. So, and it's a fun little train ride too. Well, and that's a, that's a Walt connection. Walt was really into trains. He had a whole huge model train in his mansion in California. And so the Disney railway, uh, railroad is a, a huge, um, staple of, 
Walt Disney himself in the park, which is kind of a cool thing, too. And it will probably take you more than seven minutes to walk across the park if there mm-hmm. is a big crowd. If it's really busy times, it's just going to take you longer. So just take advantage of the train and save your footsies. Yes, your feet will be happy. Yes. My next, this this might be, I would probably say this is my um, number one tip, but it's also my number one product that's sold as part of a Disney vacation. Uh, I would suggest to everyone, particularly those traveling with families, to buy a memory maker. Uh, or if you have an annual pass, you get the photo pass, which is essentially the same thing. But memory maker can be added onto any Walt Disney World package for around, uh, before you go, it's like 180 If you buy it while you're in the parks, it's $200. And you're saying, $200? What, what in the world? Why would that be such a good value? They allow you to take so many photos of your experience. Um, there are photo pass photographers seemingly every five feet, and they are taking pictures in front of the castle, in front of the tree, uh, in front of character meet and greets. And those are the types of interactions that are just really cool to look back in the memories that you have of your Disney vacation. Um, a cast member will absolutely take a picture with your cell phone. It's not going to be as good a quality. And one of the things about getting the memory maker is that, let's say, uh, Brett's meeting Winnie the Pooh. And he walks up to Winnie the Pooh, and Winnie the Pooh gives you a hug and then gives you a high five and then poses for the picture for you and then waves goodbye to you. If you have your cell phone, the picture you're going to get is the posed picture. If you have the photo pass, they start clicking as soon as you walk up to that character. So you've gotten the hug, you've gotten the high five, you've gotten the posed picture, and you've gotten the wave by. So you get four pictures instead of that one. Uh, and it's just something really cool, particularly if you have kids. Oh my goodness. Just add Memory Maker onto your package. You will not regret it. Um, the photos then are uh, accessible for digital download to you for, uh, I think, six months after your uh, vacation is over. And that's just because of the server space. Now, PhotoPass is a little different. I think that's 30 days. Um, but I think it's longer for Memory Maker. And you can just download them all to your computer, to whatever device that you want. And then you have those. And uh, Disney gives you the ability to then go to a Walgreens or wherever and print it out. They will also print them out for you. That is, of course, more expensive. It's more costly. Um, but just having those photos and those memories, that's what it's all about. And you will absolutely get your money's worth. The other thing that's kind of cool, the magic band that you have on um, from staying in the resort and having that magic band knows when you're in a particular ride. So they will give you videos of Tower of Terror and the hitchhiking ghost in Haunted Mansion uh, and stuff like that, or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, the the big long loop video, Um, all the ride photos of you going down Splash Mountain or in Space Mountain or whatever the case may be, you get all of that included in Memory Maker. To me, it is the best value and the best um, souvenir you could give yourself for a Walt Disney World vacation. That's my soapbox on Memory Maker. Just get it. Yeah. Well, the other thing is um, it is something you – when you make that purchase, also make the – decide that you're going to have lots of pictures, you know. Yeah. Because if you don't use it, you have wasted a real opportunity. So, I mean, there have been times when I've – I think the first time I had it when it was – before it was – 
Well, this was a number of years ago. But anyway, like when you would just purchase it there, you couldn't even pre-purchase it. I, <laughs> I'm like, like, I need to up my picture count. So I started at... Uh, at the partner statue and worked my way down Main Street and had a picture at every different location. The other thing is, it's so hard to capture night um, event or night pictures, you know, on Main Street because you really like that picture. Either you know, like just a regular evening, or as I did with Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, um, you know, and even those they have like overlays of like the ghosts and all mm-hmm. of that. So anyway, yeah. so that's uh, it's a great thing, but you have to use it and you have to commit to that. I have a question. Because I am not as familiar with this topic. Uh-huh. Do they have a photographer in the character dining? Yes. Yeah, they so, have a photo pass photographer that goes around with the characters. Even better. So then when you are at maybe the character dining and you're meeting like five or seven different characters, it's just so much easier to have them take your photo than having to And you And again, that's out. that interaction. They're coming up yeah. to your table. They're, they're talking to you. And you get all those photos instead of just the one. Um, and like I said, uh, there is a misconception that, you know, someone would have to be out of the photo in order to, um, if you didn't have Memory Maker or PhotoPass, you can give your cell phone to a cast member. They'd be happy to take a picture with you. They're not going to gripe at you or anything like that. They're, mm-hmm. They'd be happy to take your photo. So everybody in the family could be in the picture, but you just miss out on a lot um a lot there also we went with a group this is kind of a a more advanced tip but we went with a huge group of people probably about 15 of us total and only one person had to purchase the photo pass Mm -hmm. because if you're connected through my disney experience as friends and family members uh, your different profiles you all can use the photo pass so uh, that's another thing so if you like i'm going with some annual pass holders in the fall um, we do not have to buy memory maker because they have photo pass as a perk of having the annual pass so there are some little things like that as well contact us uh, if you have questions about it i will talk to you about photo pass or memory maker four days um, and you will tell me to quit talking to you about it uh so <laughs> let's go into our final round Drum yeah. roll. There we go. Yeah, that way was better. Good. Thank you. That's one of my skills. Vanessa, talk to us about the skill. talk to us about the parades. Okay, so if you're going to watch the parade, um, yes, there are some great spots that you will want to take pictures, and this is where Brett and I might have a disagreement. However, um, yes, that that. The parade coming around and being in front of the castle, great shot. I agree with you. But if you are in a time crunch because you are wanting to get a lot more in in one day than than, than what you can, um, the best way to do that is to start watching the parade where it starts. So over in Frontierland, um, what will happen is... Everyone's going to grab their spot ahead of time. That's a given. So you'll want to plan maybe an, an, an hour at least to grab your spot, maybe get some snacks while you're waiting. But um, once the parade passes you in Frontierland, you're free to go to other rides. You don't have to sit and wait for that parade to finish. Whereas everyone on Main Street, you're lining up with them essentially at the same time, but they're still having to sit there and wait for the parade to come around. I made that mistake with uh, the Halloween parade. I I waited on Main Street. I've just felt like I was there forever when I started in Frontierland, 
bada boom, bada bing, I was done. I was over on Pirates. I was on Jungle Cruise. I was back on Splash Mountain. All those things you can get done while the parade is still going on. And go ahead, Brett. Tell us why you should not listen to me. No, no. Absolutely. Those are absolutely valid reasons. Um, actually, the parades have, will change from time to time. Um, where if they st- if step off at either Main Street or Frontierland, um, right now they're in a cycle where things are stepping off in Frontierland, and I think that also includes like the special events as well. So, um, yes, if you are on Main Street, you will be waiting a while. Mm-hmm. Um, something else, but something to consider. Um, I for years and years. I mean, even when I was a cast member. And performed at parades. I would watch parades. And I would watch, for years and years, I watched it on Main Street. Um, like either, in, well, um, where the, it's, well, I don't know if they still call well, originally, originally Hospitality House, <clears throat> for those old school uh, listeners. Um, but it's where um, Mickey is on Main Street, the, the building, um, you know, in front of there, uh, that area. That area and in front of the train station, it's still my experience that, that those are one of the very last places to uh, to get crowded. So actually, you don't even have to wait for hours or an hour. You can go there, you know, easily easily a half hour before, and um, and so you can be, be doing other things. And then, as Vanessa said, take the train to Main Street, and uh, and then um, you can get right off there and uh, come down the stairs and watch from the. Um, from town square. It's a great thing. But, um, most recently, um, I've watched, I sit on, you know, as an adult person, you usually stand, but, uh, we, I sit on the curb that's, it's between, uh, uh, main street and, uh, Tomorrowland. Okay. Actually it's by the garbage can. So (laughs) it's not as crowded. You have a garbage can as your neighbor instead of a lot of, you know, people. So again, so that's good. And I sit down and then I watch, I watch the parade and, um, and the other thing is you're watching it kind of, um, I guess this would be kind of a Walt tribute is that he would get down to kids levels and look at things. Oh, for sure. So, um, so that's, you're seeing it. The perspective is really, I I actually prefer to sit on the ground while watching the parade because it's just, I don't know. It's magical. And and the characters, they won't come talk to me because obviously I'm an adult, but if I'm sitting next to kids and not a garbage can (laughs) and not a garbage can, (laughs) like you get to see those interactions up close with those kids. It's really adorable. And, and you're right. There are some good places in the town square that you can sit. Um, You can even possibly get a reservation at the Italian restaurant and sit by the uh, Tony's and and sit by the window or um, try to get out on the porch there to watch the parade. Those are great locations as well if you can get them. Can I be a slight Debbie Downer? I'm not into the parades. Um, So what what I do during the the parade, and uh, it might change bringing a child, right? Have you seen? No, here's the. Well, yes, yes. So I'm not into seeing the parades live because I know that they're all on YouTube. Right, that I could go right now and watch them. So, what I will do during the parade times is that's when I go ride attractions, or especially if it's like a Halloween party or whatever, I will go and do all of that. Uh, and the Booty You Parade is very cool. Like, look, YouTube search Booty You Parade, Walt Disney World right now, you'll be impressed. But um, that's another opportunity. So, if you're if people are on congested on Main Street, you can go elsewhere in the park to uh, try to get some of your. Um, 
you know, your attractions underway, your food, whatever the case may be, with maybe there being a less of a clump of people because they've all been waiting on Main Street for an hour. Uh, and that's another tip within a tip. I guess this is tip inception at this point, but uh, you can see a lot of this stuff on YouTube to check it out beforehand, see if you might be interested in it. Uh, and that's my other thing about, like, you see so many people, and this is a gripe more than a tip, you see so many people who have their phones out during uh, Happily Ever After and during um, Illuminations and during the parades. There are so many good, high-quality oh, yeah, really videos good. Yes. <laughs> on YouTube that <laughs> you, you don't need to don't do need that. To do that. No. Just, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy. Be just be present and watch it because you're probably not going to go back and look at your quality video or your low-quality video when you see that Diz Unplugged or Walt Disney World streaming or any of these number of uh, channels have wonderfully high-quality videos of each of the parades uh, or each of the park experiences. And yes. another thing that you can do is that you you maybe don't want to see the parade every day, so you can combine all of our uh, uh, comments. Um, the days that you want to go in the park and you know that there's a parade and you've seen the parade or plan to see the parade yeah. or don't plan to see the parade, you can <laughs> <laughs> you can avoid the parade and 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 if after you've seen the parade another day or so and you mm-hmm. can write things because absolutely then that's that's Craig's tip. It yeah. all just goes back to that there's no one way to do Disney vacation. There's no one way to do Disney. Nope. So we've got two more quick tips to get through. Quick because one of them is such a massive topic that uh, I believe it's going to be our next episode. Uh, and that is the entire Fast pla- fast Pass Plus system and what rides to potentially Fast Pass, which ones you should probably just uh, stand in line for. And uh, we can talk all about that while we are um, doing the next full episode on that. But, Brett, you can you give us an overview of sure. the Fast Pass system? And then what I would like is for the three of us to name just one attraction. It's kind of like a sneak peek. One attraction that we have to Fast Pass every time we go, regardless of the park. It can be any park. So, Brett. Okay, well, it's Fast Pass Plus. You can make your Fast Pass choices 60, 60 days in advance. And if you're the, on property. If you're on property. And 30 days if you're off property. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, good. And the other thing is they used to, it used to be available like at midnight, so you'd wake up you know, and you would do your late night uh, things. But I think now it's 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern, so mm-hmm. depending so on yeah. your time zone. So uh, I think I, the last time I went, I tried that. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, I have fast passes to oh make. Oh, my it. goodness. What's know. going so, on? So then I found out that it was 7 uh, Eastern. You can also create a group and get a fast pass for everyone in the group. Um, and you do that in the My Disney Experience, Experience app. Um, the other thing is you can always make changes to your fast pass. Um, and just so you know, so you are up at 7 o'clock Eastern, whatever, um, really popular attractions are the first to go. And you'll notice when you're making your fast pass, um, because other people's, the, the beginning of your vacation is the end of other people's vacation. So if you try to get something that is really popular the first day or so, it might be a little, it's been my experience, it might be a little bit diff- difficult for that. But t- towards the end of your vacation, that's when things pop up because it's your the first day that those are available. 
And also, if you are trying to make those fast passes early in the morning, and let's say the website is being slow, um, I would suggest having your app, uh, my Disney Experience app, on the ready on your phone while also trying to refresh on the website. Because sometimes, because there's so many people trying to log in at once, um, there can be a delay and there can that can cause some panic. So whichever device you can get working the quickest, that's what I would go with. Um, and just don't panic. Just know that one of them is going to pop up shortly. Yeah, 100%. So this is going to be tough. We have a whole episode to discuss this. <laughs> so rapid fire, starting with Brett, moving to Vanessa and then myself. I'll give you, I'm going to stall for just about five more seconds so you can think about it. What is the one Fast Pass Plus that you must have or you would recommend people jump out at, regardless of park? What's the biggest Fast Pass Plus that you can recommend? Uh, Seven Dwarves. Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Mine Train. Awesome. And we'll go into why on our next episode. Ha-ha. Vanessa? Uh, Pandora Flight of Passage. Yes! And I haven't been on it yet. Oh, gosh, I hope I get that Fast Pass. Uh, for me, I'm going to go the other direction from Brett, Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan and the Magic Kingdom. And we'll Aww. talk all about that. And what we'll do is we'll talk about each park and which <laughs> rides are open and all that jazz on the next episode. But before we go, probably the last tip and to kind of wrap it all up and, and to just close this all in a nice little package, just have fun while you're there. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest ways that I can have fun and not be stressed while I'm there is to pre-budget and pre-plan uh, everything. Uh, you you spend a little bit of time planning. Uh, people are going to say, but it's a vacation. Why do I have to plan so much? You know, just put in some effort to plan a little bit or contact one of us because we're crazy <laughs> and we'll help you plan it. And then uh, enjoy your experience. But that also includes uh, Disney can be expensive. Vanessa's had some amazing tips, whether in the Disney Foods episode or in this episode, about how to save money packing snacks or bringing a water bottle or ordering groceries, all of that. But if you do a bit of pre-budgeting and say, I am going to spend, in addition to what I've already put away and I've already spent on this trip, I am going to budget $1,000 for my week. And that way I know that that money has already been budgeted. I'm going to spend that, whatever the case may be. Um, Then you don't have to ever be concerned about putting up your magic band and tapping it on the Mickey and, and spending money. You know, you can just... Enjoy the time that you're at Disney and just know that uh, it can be kind of pricey with the items that you get there. And you still should be smart about your purchases. But at the same time, just enjoy yourself, pre-budget, pre-plan, and I I think that will make it uh, better. So we had so many great – I had so many great responses on the uh, advice on Facebook. Um, I can't go through them all. There's like 45 of them, but it just proves that so they're popular. It just proves that there is no one true way to do Disney, right? And we will have more and more tips, maybe more advanced tips later on in the summer. But stay tuned for our next episode, which is going to be all on Fast Pass Plus. Our next regularly scheduled episode of Beyond the Mouse. We got a lot of news to get through, and then also um, from the Disney bracket. If you listen to that, we uh, we roped in Lou. Hare and we're going to be talking Tangled. 
So, oh, yes. So I'm excited uh, about yeah. that. And we'll get that out sometime uh, in the near future as well. You can, of course, go back and listen to our back catalog of shows. There's so many great shows being put out on the Front Row Network. And I've got to put in a plug. I, I talk about it a lot, but Jeremy and Sarah's Are You Afraid of the Podcast? Are You Afraid of the Dark Podcast? called Are You Afraid of the Podcast. It's just so good. It's so good. Go check it out. That's on a different feed. Scott and Brandon are back with their Zonisodes episode, so you can go find that as a separate feed. So search for Zonisodes. They are going through every episode of Twilight Zone. What I love about that show is it's about a 20 to 30 minute show. It's an easy listen to, and they're diving in deep into these uh, stories that are marvelous to cover, and they do such a great job at it. So, uh, of course, always find us at the Front Row Movie Reviews. You can find us on social media and uh, just keep uh, listening to us and keep telling your friends that are planning a Disney trip. We are the go-to source for all these Disney tips, right? Um, Anything (laughs) else that either the two of you have? Have the best time ever. One more plug, because he won't do it, but if you're in the Springfield, Illinois area, Brett is going to be starring in Sister Act. <laughs> I am a member of the cast, yes. <laughs> starring, just wonderful. Starring, role. I think that would be, yeah, I have a great part. I think, so, yeah, I go think see. Officially, uh, that would be Dolores is starring, and I am just, I am Monsignor O'Hara. Mm-hmm. I've always thought of you as a Monsignor, I don't know. So, Brett is starring in Sister Act at the Muni. You guys open on June 22nd? Yes. So, if you're in the Springfield, Illinois area, go check that out as well. Uh, You can go to themuni.org for all of the ticketing information. So, thank you all so much, and thank you for uh, continuing to listen. And uh, for the Front Row Network and Beyond the Mouse, this has been Craig McFarland. Brett Rutherford. And Vanessa Ferguson. And we will see you real soon in the Front Row. 